and Robert, Race to the Kingdom, podcast, vidcast, whatever you want to call it. Please say hi. Good morning to everybody. Hey, good morning, everybody. So we are uh, in the um, what will be the final chapter of um, Living Water and the part two of Living Water of The Great I Am. Uh, we've gotten a lot of places in the th previous three episodes. Um, if you haven't listened or watched the previous three episodes, we really strongly recommend you, you do. This really builds on each other. Um, you can, I think a lot of our stuff you can watch out of context on an individual sort of group. You don't necessarily have to watch everything that we've ever done in order, but certainly for these chapter one through what will be four on um, The Great I Am, really do recommend that uh, that you watch that in order. So um, one request I want to do is, um, you know, guys, we're trying to get this word out. And, um, you know, really, Keith and I are, are really committed to the only true people or person we're trying to please is the Holy Spirit and God. Um, but, you know, if we're doing a good job, um, your likes and comments help with YouTube and Rumble and podcasts to be found by others. And so um, we managed to get 22 episodes into this uh, with what is now cumulatively hundreds of views with uh, one like and zero comments. So either we're doing a horrible job and you guys just don't want to talk to us, uh, but, or, um, you know, or we're we're doing fine and you just get wrapped up in things and don't bother with the uh likes and, and comments which tends to be me when i watch youtube videos i i watch them and and i don't tend to do a very good job of of liking and commenting so um even if it's a small comment hey great episode you know whatever it is we'd love to interact with you and have a an exchange that people could dig deeper into and see that uh that you know this is an engaged audience um and I'll have all that visible to, to YouTube and Rumble and stuff like that. Um, but um, likes and, and comments uh, will apparently be the only way that that at least YouTube and the algorithms and stuff like that that go along with this will allow this podcast um, to be visible uh, in other people's search engines. So um, I usually save that for the end, but I figure you guys are probably done with us at the end. So I thought I'd throw it out in the beginning and see if... Uh, if we could get a few comments and likes out of this thing. So Keith, jump us back in. So we ended with, um, I am the teacher and I need disciples. And I know you wanted to maybe skip over a couple mm -hmm. of the next I ams and get into uh, maybe a longer uh, subject than that. So take us to where we're going today, buddy. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's been a great series, I think, in just um, recognizing, especially in the new year, what is most important and the invitation that God has given to all of us, which is to know him. And so uh, just as a reminder, you know, the, the, the passage that we're using to for the understanding of knowing the great I am is really Psalm 24 here in 2024, where God is inviting those with clean hands and a pure heart to ascend the hill of the Lord. And to ascend the hill of the Lord is to get closer and closer and closer to him. And so that's what it means to know the Lord. Um, how well do you want to know him? 
And so do you wake up every morning and, and with enthusiasm to meet with him, to know him, to adventure with him through your day, to do what the scriptures say and pray continuously? Um, that is a continual conversation that you have with him. And so that's our encouragement. That's our encouragement to ourselves and um, to you guys. So where we, where we have finally found ourselves is kind of towards the end of the ball game of the Bible, where Jesus is saying, now I am the resurrection and the life. And so we know how profound the resurrection has been to our faith, right? I mean, it's it's the it's the, yeah it's it, the yeah. Natural. Without the resurrection, Jesus would have been yeah. just another prophet, right? I mean, that, that's right. That's you know, right. There, there's no proof that he was the son of God without the resurrection. We're just sitting here flapping our gums uh, without the assurance that Jesus can offer life from the dead. And so we would just be staring at the abyss thinking that there may not be anything after we disappear. And so he has changed that completely. Uh, the great I am has given us assurance that we have a resurrection to look forward to. And in particularly the Bible says, blessed are those who take part in the first resurrection. And so we're just going to cover, we've, we've covered that in another uh, vidcast, but we, just as a reminder, we, we have some resurrection verses that are very important to understand um, and their application, because they're not just going to uh, be a, a guarantee to a follower of Christ where he's just going to be guaranteed a full resurrection and a full extended life that maybe you've heard in some churches where the resurrection is the same for everybody. So at any rate, we have Jesus proclaiming this and he proclaims it in John eleven twenty five. 25. Uh, Robert, if you want to read that. Yeah. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? So Jesus is actually talking to Martha um, when he went to raise Lazarus from the dead. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so this Martha and Mary um, understanding of brideship and then resurrection of of Lazarus and resurrection of the sons we've gone over in, in one of our previous articles, but we want to kind of emphasize the fact that as we get to know the I am in our lives, practically, we have an invitation not only to look forward to a future event, but also to take part in a resurrection today. So it is, it is what Paul will go into in his statements that he wants to know the power of the resurrection. 
and that we can actually know that power today. And we need to, we need to know that power today. In fact, the correlation between knowing that power today in our lives and um, utilizing it will determine the resurrection to come Mm -hmm. in the future, which is, again, something we've gone over, but 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the order of the resurrection. Everything has to be done in its order. And so Paul goes into that in great detail. Um, we just remind you to go back and take a look at that. Um, is it fair to say, Keith, that the, I mean, that, that the, the whole concept of dying to self, dying to the old man and, and being resurrected as a new person in God, as a living being. So the, our journey, our first journey really is, is a practice run at the real resurrection. Mm. Yeah, it, it's, is that- it's, yeah, it's similar to, you know, looking at it from a sports analogy of being a training ground. You know, right now it's a testing ground. It is uh, the opportunity to take what the coach has made available to you. So like when I was, <clears throat> I guess, hired by Trinity University, uh, given a scholarship to come play tennis for them. You know, they, they, they tell you where the gym is. <laughs> they tell you everything that is at your disposal. So they're like, you know, here's the trainer's office. Here's the, here's the place where they're going to take care of you. You need to go there every day. Here's the, here's the workout room. Okay. Here's the tennis courts. Here's the, here's the dining room for athletes. This is where we're going to make you healthy. And so they give you everything that you need to um, be the best player that you can be. And so it's the same with God in his economy. So he has, through Christ, given us everything we need by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now we must utilize that through faith. We must take advantage of it by faith and live it. Right. and, and that will be then evaluated at the end of the ball game. And therein lies the rewards. So, so again, to the same reward that was given to Jesus, by the way, for the joy set before him, he is now seated at the right hand of the father because he endured the cross. See, see, mm-hmm. endured the cross. That, that is the whole message of, of, uh, the New Testament church, endurance, run the race, endure, yeah. persevere to the end. Yeah, this, it, this, this yeah. middle sentence really seems to me, you know, almost you could almost break down the whole thing. And this is whoever believes in me, though he shall die, yet yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. You You could break down the entire Christian journey in that and break it in. And, and that's the the entire sentence right there, that one sentence defines the entire Christian journey. If you yeah. dig into, right, whoever believes in me, though he shall die, shall live, resurrection, right? And then everyone who lives and believes in me, and this is the part that's interesting to me, that I'm just being 
you know, it's coming to, you know, the spirits talking to me on this is, you know, we're really good at the believes part, right? Um, yeah. It's the lives part, right? So in your analogy of, hey, here's all the tools, right? Here's all the the sports center, the, the athletes, you know, uh, dining room, the, uh, the right. weights and things like that. Right. Um, right. and then, you know, so you show up, to, you show up at practice and stuff. That's the believes, but the lives part of that thing is, are you using the nutrition center? Are you using the weight room? Are you, right. are you availing yourself of the, let's call it quote unquote, optional things that are here for you to, to, that, that will allow you to make yourself a better player or in right. this case, you know, that to allow us to grow and experience as Christians, right? That's right. We, we all believe, or we wouldn't call ourselves Christians, right? Um, but belief is, is, is not, is, you know, the only way you can prove belief is through action, right? Amen. Amen. Yeah, both word and deed. In fact, believe what, what you and I have taught in the past is is actually not in the past tense. So it's in the it's in the present continuous tense, mm -hmm. which is a living it out. It's a believing. It is a it actually means faithfully following. It's the word for faith. It's pistis. It's the Greek word for faith. So, so faith to me all has a better connotation for action. So, like I am, I am living faithfully. I am, I am faithfully, you know, like Paul says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I am faithfully working out and living out my faith. So that to me is a better way of understanding it. I would have not used the word believe mm -hmm. um, when I was translating this. I would have used the actual present continuous tense and I would have put it as faithfully following me. Mm -hmm. So Jesus isn't looking for people who just cognitively say, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, because he says even the demons believe and shudder. Right. So so he's not looking for those, that type of belief. He's looking for disciples. He's looking for faithful followers. So that is always that's been the mission that he set up. That's that was the um, great, you know, commission. And so that translates into what we're talking about. And so if you want to live by the power of his resurrection and you want to live by the work that Jesus Christ laid forth for us and now walk in the spirit, now run the race that is going to take faith. And so that's what we're here to encourage. And so we have another passage here in Philippians, which uh, again, Paul knows this. <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul was stopped at his tracks. Okay, on the Damascus mm -hmm. Road. I mean, he was like, you're not going to get more of a profound, like, meeting with Jesus Christ, where the, the coach takes you into his office and says, son, okay, 
you're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> and so Paul got that. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah. you know, the, the whole idea of walking along and the beam of light striking you, you know, dead in your tracks and the big <laughs> voice and all the things That's that, right. you know, that, yeah. It's sort of, you know, we think about in the modern day as, you know, movie script type stuff happened to Paul, right? Uh, That's right. <laughs> you know, I, and I, I hope I'm never far enough, you know, far enough off course that, uh, that that's the kind of, uh, you know, pure spotlight from the heavens. Robert. Yeah. <laughs> the uh -oh. burning bush. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh -oh. again, I mean, you know, praise the Lord for his patience with us. And, but, you know, when he reveals himself as the great I am to us in any way, shape, or form, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to turn yeah. and, and to face him and to own up to whatever it is we're going through to agree with him and then to go through the door of opportunity, which is what we're calling this, uh, you know, this year, the mm -hmm. door of opportunity. As you read uh, Psalm uh, 24, you'll realize that at the end of it, it's saying the ancient of days, Oh, glorious ancient of days, come in, come in through the door. And so it's inviting him to come through the door and the door in the Bible is always the word opportunity. So it actually is the Greek word that means opportunity. John uh, saw a door up in heaven. This is Revelation 4.1. He saw a door open up in heaven and he heard a voice that said, come up here. Mm -hmm. And he got to be taken in the spirit through a door in heaven and see the throne room of God. So again, the great I am reveals himself to us through opportunities. And, and so no matter what it is, whether it's a opportunity to be corrected and turn around 180 degrees and start following him is, is a good thing. Um, and so Paul was one of those guys who had this opportunity and he took it, you know, full, full head on. So Philippians 3, 8 through 14, Paul reads like this. Yet indeed, I also count all things as lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness, which is from God by faith that I may know him. So there's the, the term to know, which is our great I am theme mm -hmm. and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. So we're going to come back to that. But there are two words for resurrection there. Uh, and so we have the power of his resurrection, anastasis. And then we have attaining to a resurrection, which is 
eggs Anastasius, two different resurrection words. Um, and so Paul is hoping to attain to one of them. Not that I've already attained or already been made perfect, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting that which lays behind, but reaching forward to the things that are ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. So we want to make some associations here that Paul is, is straining towards a goal. He has a hope that he's delivering to the church. He has this same goal that he wants the church to be pursuing, which is why our ministry is called a race. Uh, a race to the kingdom. That's why I think it's so appropriate with the athletic language of achieving a goal um, that God has set before us. And so this is a upward goal. Um, this is something that we will, I would actually go to um, the word for this elite resurrection. I'm going to go to Bible Hub. And we're going to look at this word, ex anastasis. And we're going to see that ek is completely out from. Okay. This is a this is an enhanced version of the word resurrection. Notice that it says properly rising up to experience the full impact of resurrection. So there is a distinction that Paul understands, and I think that's why he's calling it a, an upward call, why he calls the race a race for an imperishable crown. So he's hoping that the church understands this. He's hoping that they understand the value of this and also understanding that it's not a guarantee. Uh, and so we're going to um, incentivize you to understand the difference here because the first resurrection understanding is that he wants to know the power of this standing up. That's what resurrection means. It means to stand up. So it means to stand up from the dead, to take a stand into a living opportunity. And so this is what Christ is offering us through the Holy Spirit, that we have a power source to live for him. We have a power source to overcome the enemy and live a new life. This so, is what Paul's always referring to. Right. So in, in biblical stories, Lazarus was you know, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, but it was up to Lazarus to decide what he did with the life after that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. That's Interesting. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the truth is, I mean, Lazarus' resurrection um, bodily wasn't that great a ball game. <laughs> you know, I've got to come back, Lord. I've got to come back to this life where my body decays and... You know, I grow old and things are tough, okay? And so this idea of, of 
I'm only resurrected so that I have to die again. Mm -hmm. I have to die physically twice on this earth. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, it, it, it wasn't the best ball game. We, we, we don't look, <laughs> we don't really view it that way. Yeah. But, I mean, as a, um, as a, as a Christian, you know, we, we, we look forward to the, the releasing of the bonds of this and the, and yeah. the troubles and tribulations of this earth. Right. I mean, then there are days that I look forward to it much more than others, but uh, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, to, to already be there. Right. It was, uh, right. you know, you've, you've right. seen the scenes, right. It, my, most recently guardians of the galaxy three, right. Where, Rocket uh -huh. is is there with his friends, and he's like, "Can I come with you guys? This looks really great, right?" <laughs> and then he's like, "And then it's like, nope, you're not done yet." And then he gets sucked back to the reality, right? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, your time isn't here yeah. yet. You get to, you you get a glimpse, yeah. and then back uh, to back to this world to serve out and and do whatever the the mission that that he still has for us on this earth, right? Well, let's use that. Yeah, let's use that as a perfect example for um, Hebrews 11, um, which is really the hall of faith. And so by faith, Enoch pleased God and was taken. So, so understand that, that he got to be removed from the earth because he pleased God. So it's a good thing to be removed from the earth. Right, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> and you know what? The, the deeper we get into this world, and the longer we get into all this chaos and everything else that's going on, I am absolutely convinced of that. It'll be a good thing it, to be away yeah. from here. It, it it's not hard to see it when you have a baby, you know, that has to leave the womb of her mother, and the first thing you end up doing when you come into this world is crying. You know, you're crying coming <laughs> into the world. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, Put me back in. That's right. It was that's warm right. and I was fed. <laughs> <laughs> but the theme is a good one because we got kicked out of the garden. In other words, the garden was the womb. Mm -hmm. It was a pleasant place. We had to go into the earthly realm where the ruler was, you know, a, a, uh, a bad guy. And we had this now opportunity to live by faith in God in the hopes that there would one day come a savior that would bring a new garden back to us. Okay. And what he did is he brought a understanding of hope of him returning again with that new garden which is going to be the millennial reign of Christ. We're going to show you that in the resurrection. Mm -hmm. But also he gave the hope of living beyond the, the rule of the enemy on the earth. Mm -hmm. He gave the hope of a new life, of living above the suppression and oppression of the enemy being taken captive by him. And Paul wants us to know that. He wants us to know what we've been given. We've been given power, the power of the resurrection. And, 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 and notice the balance here. Robert and I are all about the edge of the coin. The balance here is also the fellowship of his suffering. 
So we have the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. That means that the koinonia, the koinonia is a word for fellowship. It is an intimate state that we get to participate in because we want to know Jesus. And so the, the suffering of going through um, the world, but not participating in the way of the world is the suffering we've been called to. And so this becomes a very important calling, which will come under God's evaluation in order to determine our resurrection. And that's what the order of our resurrection, which is, which is extremely important. And so this is what Paul is trying to incentivize us with. He's saying, you know, take the power of the resurrection today in your life while you're walking on this earth. And live a life that's pleasing to God, always remembering that our ultimate goal is the ex-Anastasia, the out-resurrection, the elite resurrection. Right. And so so, um, what what an amazing, you know, invitation and understanding that he's giving to us. And so we transition. Yeah, I want to say one more thing on that, because... You know, we've spent a lot of time, you know, so if you guys have joined us sort of, you know, here in this set or, or recently, you may have missed the the a lot of our foundational work in early episodes of, you know, this idea of an elite resurrection versus just a resurrection. You know, we've spent a lot of time in, in, in many, many episodes establishing that there's there is a, a VIP bus, if you will, or there's a there is a. Um, there in this case, an elite resurrection, you know, we're, it isn't mm-hmm. just, you know, one size fits all and everybody gets in and it's, you know, what the church mm-hmm. has told us. So if you're like going, well, wait a minute, what, I, I don't understand this elite resurrection, go back and listen, please listen to some of our, you know, listen to earlier episodes, folks. Cause you know, Keith yeah. really laid out the, the whole, you know, it isn't just everybody's in and everybody's treated the same and everybody is. Um, that's a fundamental Paulian, um, you know, race to the kingdom ministry uh, yeah. proposition that, that that elite resurrection really does mean something different than just resurrection, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so, sorry, I just wanted to, you yeah. know, we may have new listeners that have jumped in in the middle and maybe maybe confused by the idea that that there are that there are levels to. Uh, glorific- sanctification and glorification. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that, and that, you know, we want to clarify something too. You know, we're all, we're all encouraging each other to finish the race. So like Paul mm-hmm. said, fight the good fight, finish the race, keep the faith. That is our goal is to encourage each one of us. So remember every mountain has been brought low. And every valley has been raised. So when Jesus came, that's basically what he did is he made the playing field level. Mm. There's no Jew. There's no Gentile. There's no male. There's no female. There's no Greek. There's no barbarian. There is only those who are following Christ. And so the, the, the level playing field is for all of us. It's not for an elite group. Yeah. But take heart there will be an elite group in the first resurrection 
And so this is going to be the incentive for all of us. There is no one disqualified. And so our ability to achieve that Have a good day, is baby. not a pious I got to go to Busey. It's not a pompous, pious, I'm above you I'll be back. thing. It's, you know what? Let's all go for it. And I'm in order for me to achieve it, I better be encouraging you and you better be encouraging mm -hmm. me. Yep. Because that's part of the command. Right. That's part of the command to go and make disciples and to encourage one another. Okay. And that is what we're supposed to uh, attain, try to attain. And Paul wants to be found in Christ. He wants to attain to this goal. So he's pressing on to attain to this goal. So we have uh, the resurrection theme also in Revelation 20, which I think is very telling to what Paul understood in his encouragement to us. It says, um, Paul, I mean, Robert, do you want to read that? Yeah, sure. Uh, and I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those had, who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years, but the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. So it's important just to see the distinction that there is a there is a qualification to a first resurrection opportunity and and this seems to be the same heart that Paul has when he is speaking to the church about this elite resurrection and so what i want to do is just look at the word first um, in the Greek. And so I'm just going to uh, transition here to Bible Hub. And we have first, prote. Um, I'm going to hit on that. And notice, notice the verbiage here on the help word studies. Uh, protos, before, forward, first, foremost. It is a meaning of what comes first. Number one. Mm. <laughs> Number one. Up here it says chief, right? So the principle, the most yeah. important. So there is a distinction being made. And that distinction is that this is an elite opportunity to reign with Christ for a thousand years in the first resurrection. And so this is the incentive that the church has. It, it is an incredible goal uh, to try to attain to. And that is what we're here to um, encourage everybody to help one another be overcomers and to receive this because this is, this is, then goes into how the great I am 
evaluates his church. And that goes into Revelation 2 and 3. So when we're talking about a coach that is evaluating his players, this is the same idea about the evaluation that will determine this time frame, this age to come. And so you have a um, you have a scrutiny that will happen about how well you ran the race by faith, what your relationship to the great I am was. And we have Revelation 2.23, which says, I am he who searches the minds and the heart, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. And so we have our works that are going to be evaluated. This is not a... Uh, a different distinction uh, as to the rest of the epistles to the churches. Mm -hmm. This is, this segues very nicely into work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. This idea that our works will determine our inheritance is absolutely a theme throughout the new covenant and new testament writings yeah right yeah and, and, I mean, so, if, you, and if you want to really understand that or, or understand sort of the judgment of that just read the letters to the churches in revelations two and three right and if you identify and you know if you're if you're honest with yourself to identify you know you're going to identify probably within one of the seven churches right you know and mm -hmm. i mean it's just you know it's just the reality of it, right? We're we are we are all working to be something else, and we are failing at something most likely uh, in that mm -hmm. process. Um, you know, um, and so read through those and 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 go, oh, well, that kind of sounds mm -hmm. like me, right? And you know, mm -hmm. it, it it and and pray to the spirit, you know, pray for the spirit too for enlightenment on that. What are you working on in me? Where, um. You know, and, and the spirit will tell you. I mean, it's it's you know, um, it doesn't necessarily. I mean, there's a guilt trip to it, part of it, I guess, and it's just inevitable. But this isn't about you know, spirit. Where am I? You know, falling short, and how should I be guilty? And where should I be whipping myself? And you know, that kind of stuff. It's what do you need to partner with me in in this to help me? overcome to be the church that you want me to be to be the overcomer right um, and that that that's a word that is is used very much like resurrection it's used in context to to you know mean the one who has victory mm -hmm. the one who has um you know subdued what they needed to subdue in their life in order to overcome the work of the enemy. And, and that's really where we are in the ballgame. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, Christ has, Christ is the overcomer. So as the great, I am, he is, okay. I am the overcomer. 
and I'm looking for overcomers. And so the quote here in John 16, 33, it says, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And so again, the word nike or nikao, which is the verb to overcome, is I have, I have uh, been a victor. I have had victory. And so Christ has lived as an overcomer and, and he is looking for overcomers. And so just as he was empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a life of victory on the earth, he has also given us the Holy Spirit to live a life of victory on the earth. And so this is Revelation 2-7. Robert, if you want to read uh, that one to the churches, yeah. this is an excerpt. Yeah, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the true tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Yeah. So notice that, you know, you're not automatically an overcomer. Your justification, as we've stated in the past, was determined solely by the overcomer, Jesus Christ, and his work on the cross. But now, as we are grafted into the vine, and as we are now made uh, a citizen of a new kingdom, we must, by faith, okay, overcome. And we can utilize everything that we've been given by Christ in order to do that. And so this is what will be evaluated. So to him who overcomes, I will give. And so we have this, this idea of the first resurrection, the rewards, the ability to rule and reign with Christ, the ability to be uh, chosen as the bride of Christ, the ability to be the sheep of his pasture, to, to, to get the good land, which is the promised land, which is what the Israelites were trying to attain to uh, when they were following Moses. So all, you add up, just add up all the examples, add up all the words, and, and understand what the ball game is pointing to. And it is pointing to the end game when Jesus returns. And he's going to mete out his rewards and his recompense for what you have done, whether good or evil. And he's also said this in John chapter 5, verse 25, because there's a, there's a really good distinction here. Because there will be a resurrection. And that resurrection, some will go to life and some will go to judgment. So there is a distinction between those who will go up to life, like the out-resurrection, mm -hmm. and those who will go through judgment. And so, again, they're healthy, they're healthy reminders, healthy gut checks mm -hmm. uh, to understand as a coach is, is 
you know, equipping his team and coaching his team and reminding his team, you know, what's at stake. Um, we always had when we were growing, you know, I was growing up through um, through being coached in tennis and and especially in my college days. It was the coach always had a weekly meeting. Um, and just like now in business, you always have a staff meeting. Okay. And you're always have a board meeting. And so you're, you're constantly reminding your team of what's important. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's the same way here. It's the same concept that we're reminding you, the Bible's reminding us of every word that God speaks and is trying to incentivize us to persevere and endure and to live by faith, to walk in the spirit, to live a life pleasing to him so that we can do what? So the great I am, he, he wants to reward. He's the great rewarder. Mm-hmm. He is, he is the one who is generous and loves to give. And so we have Revelation 21.7, which reminds us that he who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I will be his God and he shall be my son. So you do get this inheritance is always um, pitted in the Bible. Um, in family language. It's always pitted from father to son. The sons were the ones who got to inherit from their father. Mm-hmm. And so that aspect we've, we've also covered in some other uh, yeah. podcasts and articles, but it becomes very good lingo here. Well, the beautiful thing about that, I think to me is, is that through our, efforts here in this time right our efforts after justification and through the sanctification process we're we're all going through right now our efforts in this we can we can earn if you will we can achieve all of us can be first sons right first born right right. there's not there's not just one or or you know 144,000 or whatever that you see there could be tens of millions, yep. billions of firstborns, right? Yep. And God would love it if that was the case, right? He wants exactly. everybody to be a firstborn. He wants everybody yep. to earn uh, or to achieve or overcome to the level of being able to grant them firstborn status, that right? Is. Yeah, that's great. Right? The perfect world yep. would be, you know, we were all going to be firstborns as descendants of Adam within before the fall. Right. Yeah. There was going to, there wasn't going to be, you know, something different. He wanted to literally roll out Eden as on, into the entire world in which there would all, all the world would be the same uh, as Eden, which means there wouldn't be a, an Abel and a Cain or a Esau and a Jacob. There would just be, there would just be, the caretakers of the world all with the same privilege to walk with God in the cool of the day. Right. Yeah, very much so. Right. Yeah. So, so that's where yeah. that's guys, what we're trying and, and what I and Keith and 
hopefully all of you are trying to 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 become right we're all oh, going yeah. to be the, the the priest that's allowed into the you know the, with the whitest robes to be allowed into this inner sanctum we're we're wanting we're trying to clean our robes and trying to pur purge ourselves to be the firstborn and 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 it's a process and it's one that unfortunately we don't hear a lot about it's 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 you know we have to work at things and we we, we spent a lot of time establishing that in our our first 10 or you know eight, 16, 18 episodes but that's what it is right and this is the glory of that that's this is the result of that right and it also you know is is the same thing that god set before man in the beginning you know he set the two trees it's all it's it's always a choice it's always an opportunity for the creatures that he has um, created to have volition and to choose him and to choose one path over another. It's, you know, he could have made a bunch of robots mm -hmm. that just automatically did what he said um, was right. But instead, he wanted a relationship with autonomous human beings that were made in his image so that they had the ability to choose right from wrong, love from hate. And in that becomes the fabric of some will and some won't. Okay. Some will achieve uh, certain degrees of intimacy with God and privilege and some will not. Mm -hmm. So as the human race grows and they grow in the capacity to choose and make their own decisions, what do we see throughout the Bible? We see success and failure. Yep. Okay. And it's, it's just, again, it's God's ball game to show every one of us what is available. I have before you tree of life and the tree of of the knowledge of good and evil. Which one are you going to go after? Mm -hmm. um, and this is the same with the resurrection. So that's our that's our hope for everybody. Um, we do ask you to please go to the article that we have online. Um, this article, I can just tell you, is just chocked full of meat. Um, you have reflection questions for your group. If you want to do that personally or with a group, and then you have these bonuses, which uh, have taken a lot of time to put together. You have the great I am, the most uh, I am verses out of the book of John that are listed here. You have the great I am from A to Z. This shows you every word in the Bible that reveals the great I am by letter. <laughs> So that's really, really cool. And then you have every book of the Bible that shows the great I am from Genesis to Revelation and all the verses that go with it. So definitely encourage you to look over all this and just be encouraged that your relationship with God is the most important adventure that you can go on. And that it has significant, significant payoffs, uh, both now and in the age to come. So, blessings.
Yeah, thanks, guys. This is uh, this wraps up uh, the great I am, which <clears throat> man, I hope you feel like it's because uh, I sure do. It's been the 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 best of what Keith has uh, really put together. This this document, you could spend the next year just working your way through in study and and reflection and development. Just this one document, guys. Just this one part. We hope you join us in two weeks when or next week when we get uh, when we get our next episode up we'll have more stuff but there's so much here and it's and it's such beautiful stuff this is um, this has been far by far my favorite uh, uh, um, group of episodes to or group of podcasts to create um, there's just so much for reflection in here and so much for for you know to work on and so much to look forward to, honestly, Keith. I mm. mean, it's just you know, yeah. some of this stuff, you know, the that we do, the you know, the whole the whole build up, you know. I think we've talked about it. I don't know if we've talked about it on on air, but you know, it's 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 almost heavy, right? And and the church, mm. especially the Catholic Church, makes it really heavy, right? Yeah. You know, it's the whipping ourselves, you know, and. Yeah, stuff right. and you know you just can't be good enough i'm a sinner and i'll i'll be a failure for my whole life and and you know there's no doubt we're never going to be jesus we're never going to be you know on earth uh we're never going to be perfect we're going to have the wrong thoughts we're going to have but i can tell you from my own personal journey that is now four plus years you get better and better at it Right. You can go back mm -hmm. and look at and go, you know, I haven't kept a checklist, but I know that, well, I don't do that anymore, you know, but I do this and I, I'm working on that. You know, you're, it's a layer uh, approach of, you know, well, we're going to take off the, the worst stuff first. We're going to get off the really scaly rust first, and then we're going to start working on the, the stuff that's eating away at the, at the iron underneath that. And then, you know, and then we're going to start working on sharpening that. Then we're going to start working on how to wield that. And, you know, and so don't expect that just because, you know, if you're a new Christian that you, you're, you're just fixed overnight. You're just, you're just not going to be, but also stop flogging yourself about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Spend time with the, you know, with, with good brothers, uh, spend time with, um, with the, with the book, with the written word, right? And um, and hopefully with us. And hopefully now we're giving you guys the, some of the tools and some of the reasons that this is this is not impossible, right? Um, it's it's not impossible at all. You're going to become a better Christian by listening to the Holy Spirit and working at it. It it's just it's inevitable if you let it into your heart and you let it work on you and you participate in that process and it's a wonderful thing it really is yeah philippians 4 13 we can do all things through christ who gives us strength yep and with that we're going to end this um and we'll see you on the next round thanks everybody for being there like comment subscribe all that kind of stuff throw us a couple bones out there we'd really appreciate it say, say goodbye keith Okay, guys. See you later.